I was tempted to go back and read more Keenan, the Irish mafia dominating thing. And I am thinking about going back. I want to get, uh, I want to download them legitimately. So I actually might pay the dollar to get the Keenan story and maybe a couple more, get those on the computer. I think I probably have to read it through the Amazon website or something. That doesn't matter. Read them through the computer and then just get to sort of like read the book, but then actually get to just good parts and read the good parts on CMP reads. But today I got sent a couple of things and I think people now just want me to read dirty stuff, <laughs> which I'm okay with. It just, to me, that's, that's uh, boring. If it's just the same, the same thing, just dirty, dirty, dirty every time. It loses some of the humor if you only do one joke. And this is supposed to be vaguely entertaining. I have uh, two fanfics that were sent to me that I'm going to read because uh, they're not too long. They, I get sent fanfic a lot for people who want to read it, but they don't realize like to read five pages with commentary uh, is a really long time. So it has to be basically four or five paragraphs. You're actually talking, because I think I read the first two pages of the Keenan story on the last C. McBee reads. And that took forever. That took, that took like 20 minutes. And I had a couple other bits, but I got some fan fiction. Fan fiction I always enjoy uh, because it's always awful. There's a question of, all right, let's get to the first one. And now that I'm going to throw this stuff on screen, you can kind of see what I'm reading, which is nice. Uh, this is... One of the oldest poems in the Japan. A friend of mine sent this to me. It's in the Reddit, subreddit, R Japan, which I have actually been banned from. <laughs> uh, I used to post videos that I make, and they were, you know, reviews of Japanese drinks like I just did at the beginning of this video. Apparently, that was too much self-promotion, even though it was 100% Japanese. Whatever. I, I'm not hurt that I was banned. But then now if I actually do something good, I won't be able to post it. But I don't think... Again, the rules of Reddit are weird. The self-promotion thing I always find weird because I need to get other people to post my stuff so that people will see it to try to get like a following or something. But I mean, I want to interact with the people. I don't want, if someone else posts it and I don't know about it, then I don't get to be like, hey, let me talk to you. Let's be friends kind of thing. Anyways, this is one of the oldest poems in Japanese. Manyoshu is a guy hitting on a girl, which is awesome. I mean, honestly, of course it is. Did you think that it wouldn't be? Uh, I was actually having a conversation with a friend yesterday and he was asking me about what my favorite poem was. And ironically, we weren't able to find it. It's a poem by Catullus. I actually have the title of the poem on my back on a as a tattoo. So that's how much I, it actually impacted me at the time. I can't even tell you the name of the poem. But we're going to read this one. Uh, it's short. It's a poem. This is from 456 to 476 AD. So that this is uh, when the emperor ruled. So this was written, obviously, during this period. I can't read the Japanese. Let's just be straight up about that. I'm only going to be reading the English. I can't tell you the quality of these translations because here it has the original. It has the reading with kana and the modern Japanese. So if someone else would like to read, oh, I could put it in Google Translate and get it to read it for me. I'll try that after because I can edit it out if it doesn't work. The English translation I can do. I'm capable of reading in English. Primarily C. McBee exists just to prove to other people that I can read. But let's get to it. So the English translation of one of the oldest poems in Japanese. I'm not going to do too much drama, at least not the first time. We might read it twice. 
got to get the Nama Pepsi out of my mouth. Your basket with your pretty basket. Your trowel with your little trowel. Maiden, picking herbs on the hillside. I would ask you, where is your home? Will you not tell me your name? Over the spacious land of Yamato, it is I who reign so wide and far. It is I who rule so wide and far. I, myself, as your Lord, will tell you of my home and my name. It's actually not a terrible poem, if I'm being honest. I'm not going to do it again. I'm just going to uh, pick through it. It was just the first line, because it's your basket, your pretty basket. Uh, he, Unless basket, in this case, is a euphemism for something else. I don't think he's actually talking about a basket. I, I think he, the basket, in this case, might be her basket. Your trowel, with your little trowel. I actually couldn't make a euphemism out of that one. Uh, and then, just as I said that, I came up with something that's pretty dirty. Maiden picking herbs on the hillside. So I, my image was uh, our Lord here, the Emperor, Yuriaku. Uh, I don't see that Emperor's traveled alone very much, but it implies that he's just kind of like wandering around the hills by himself. I'm pretty sure that wasn't actually allowed, but again, we're not here for technical or political things. He's walking along a hill and he sees a, a woman on the hillside picking herbs. Now, of course, I immediately fell into the cheesy porn category of she's bent over picking herbs and he's like, your basket, your pretty basket. And that's it. That's where the poem came from. Um, he asked where she lives. There's actually a neat question in there. Did she tell him? The emperor is in a unique situation because... He's using his status to, you know, sort of woo her. Like, hey, you know, your home, your home's actually my home. Uh, everything you see is mine. I mean, those herbs you're picking, those are mine too, babe. So you're picking them sort of at my discretion. That is an interesting idea because if he were not the emperor, somehow this is actually worse. Like just picking up a girl and then asking where, or meeting a girl and just saying, where's your home? That's not how you start an interaction. Uh, will you not tell me your name? Implies to me that she wasn't really giving away her name freely. And that's when, so she's like, he's like, where's your place? He's like, no, I'm not telling you that. I don't know, I don't know who you are. Tell me your name. Pfft. My name is go fuck yourself. That's my name. And then he sort of lays out like, look, I'm the emperor. Everything out here is mine. I got, I got, you know, I'm pimping. So the thing here, the bit that maybe is missing more than anything else is the closing. Was it successful? And I think no man would write a poem if he had been successful. That might be a, a pretty bold statement on my part. But if you think about this situation, so you go and you meet a girl, you pick her up successfully, you go to her place and you... Uh, you don't feel like writing a poem. When you do feel like writing a poem is when you go out, see a girl, she's got a sweet little basket, uh, and you go, hey, you know, talk to me, lady. And she's like, no. Uh, then you go home and you write a poem because you're not busy knocking boots. You're busy writing poetry. So that to me is actually an interesting thing. I don't know if this holds true. I and mean, he's the emperor. I'm pretty sure he has access to a lot more um, 
options than let's just say your average citizen. Uh, emperors were fairly famous for having either multiple wives or being able to force themselves on people without too much uh, uh, pushback because they're emperors and they can have people killed and stuff. But my feeling, my honest feeling come away after reading the poem is that he tried to pick up a girl that he saw on a hill, failed, and ended up going home that night and writing a poem. It would be funny if he didn't even have the balls to go up and talk to her. So, like, I, I would ask you, oh, I didn't even, so now I'm picking up on the subtleties of the poetry. Maybe I'm right. So over here, I would ask you, where is your home? Will you not tell me your name? He didn't ask her if he's using wood. If this is an accurate translation, again, I am no way an authority on the Japanese language or translations and stuff like that. But if this is accurate, I would ask you means he didn't. So maybe this all just played out in his head. I would ask your name. I would ask your home. But I can't because I'm not brave enough because I'm emperor and that would be inappropriate. Uh, your sweet basket is just too hot for me. Who knows? Uh, we're not going to get much more information but there's a lot to think about if you break down this poem. And it seems like my first feeling is the emperor didn't have the balls to go up and talk to this lady in her sweet basket. Okay, so now we're going on to the next thing. Uh, it's two things of fan fiction. We've already gone 20 minutes on a poem. I guess the Nama Pepsi, which I might cut out, I might not. Let's have another swig of that. Mmm, so fresh, so raw. Oh. If you don't like burping, uh, you should not maybe watch the rest of this episode or listen to the rest of this episode when it's on uh, the podcast. You absolutely should not play video games with me because now... I have a thing, and my thing is dragging out a burp as long as humanly possible so that my friends get to listen to it. And I don't know if they enjoy it as much as I do. It, it, it must be an awful sound to have. If you're wearing headphones, me burping at length in your ear cannot be a good thing. This has an aftertaste of grape. That's what I, I was trying to figure out what the flavor is. And it is probably because in North America, this is one of the things I learned about Pepsi and colas and stuff. In North America, they use uh, corn fructose. Uh, fructose syrup, something like that. It's corn syrup is the is the sugar flavor they use in North America for colas. Uh, it's like the cheapest kind of sugar. It's really sweet and they think kind of addictive. In Japan, you're not allowed to do that. In Japan, the colas use grape syrup, which I don't know if that's better or worse. It's technically better. Again, it's sort of a cola better. Uh, it's still like I think it's the pounds of sugar they put into each one is going to make the difference. It is technically better, though. Uh, I think it is slightly less addictive, but it's the caffeine that's really going to get you addicted more than the high, like the, the corn syrup or the grape syrup. But very, very subtly, if you transition from North America to Japan and you drink cola, if you're a big fan, you're actually, it's going to taste different at first. That's actually the thing. You have to get used to the new cola. The second thing is it's slightly better for you we're talking like incremental fractional better but i mean that's nice to know uh the chips at french fries at mcdonald's are also healthier than in north america because uh, they have rules about trans fats in japan so the oil is better that they fry them in that happened i think a decade ago 
So for the last 10 years, if you, so let's say for 20 years you've been eating French fries and the first 10 years was in North America and then you moved to Japan, that second 10 years took less time off your life than you thought it would, which is nice. The world record for burping is one minute in a bit. And I can do about 20 seconds naturally without training. And I am tempted to try to train myself. But then I would actually have to be burping all the time. <laughs> if you play video games with me, that sound is a common introduction. Uh, if I sign on and you're already in a party, that might be my drop in. But that's not what we're here for. I hope some kind of burp fetishist is, is like, oh, it was so good. Um, if you have a burp fetish and you want more, pay me and I'll do it. I don't care. You want me to wear stockings while I'll do it? Sure. I'm on board. Okay, I'm going to share the next thing. And it is called Garfield colon Blade Runner. I have not pre-read this so i know as much about this as you guys do uh, i'm going in and i always really the problem is do i read it all the way through and then stop and comment or do i just uh comment as i go i tend to comment as i go and i think that it might be better if you have an opinion i actually would like to hear it you can send me a message at speakpipe.com slash podcast or you can send an email podcast at gmail.com or you, there's Twitter, there's a Velocipeter. I don't want to get into all that shit. I got to redo all this stuff so that I can like hit hit it on Twitch when I when I actually need it. Uh, but anyways, Garfield, colon Blade Runner. Author's note, bit grandiose, calling yourself an author right off the bat. But I guess if you've written something, you're technically an author, as in I'm an author even... I... No. Because I published a lot of stuff on the internet and got paid for it. So I'm a professional writer, but I wouldn't call myself an author because it wasn't really stories. Anyways, that day may come. I think author's note is a bit self-aggrandizing is, is the problem I have. So here we've gotten to word number two. I'm already stuck. All right. When this is a, a one of those ones that's spelled like the kids do. When you're sad because your Gmail pen pal disappeared and hid their fanfics on AO3, all because I'm writing fanfics again, and he got worried over a smear campaign being held against me, again, due to his stories having similar humor style to mine, except his had graphic sex content in an effort to passively stick it to the people that bullied slash hurt slash avoided slash blocked, etc. Me, to the point I avoid all people, sigh. Okay, come back, fanfic, twin, Gmail, pen pal, GDI, also TFW. Still a, what is TFW? I don't know what that means. This is a big problem of being old. I, I'm starting to lose track of my internet uh, speak. Still out of Doritos, also TFW. You're waiting for a package and have to be out in the living room in the chaos and feel so relieved when your mom finally goes to her room. Goddamn fuck yeah, ancient shit aliens on. I do not believe I am the target audience for this fanfic, if I'm being really honest already. Garfield is of my age range, as is Blade Runner. That's why this was like interesting to me. 
because Garfield's old. Blade Runner's really old. Uh, did Rutger Howard die? I think Rutger Howard died. And I actually, I think I've seen every single Rutger Howard movie. I might have to do like sort of a, a like revamp of his career. There's a movie where he, he did like three or four movies with Joan Chen. Uh, and I, for a while, watched every movie with Joan Chen in it. I often will pick movies just based off the actor and then just find everything they've done to see kind of what their range is. Joan Chen was not a great actor. She was pretty. Uh, I saw her boobs in a magazine once. But they were in a movie together. They did multiple movies together. And I think maybe they supposedly had chemistry, but the movies were so shit, it was really hard. And in the movie, they were kind of gladiators. And there was a really great scene where after a gladiator session, they tried to get it on, but then they were both in so much pain they couldn't do it, which I just thought was funny. I haven't had that exact experience, but I have been hurt in judo enough that when I tried to, my girlfriend was like, let's, you know, make you feel better. I was like, oh, no, no, no. That's not going to work today. Uh, I need to lay here and be still. Anyway, let's get on to the actual story. Garfield and John were doing their usual sitting at the counter, staring into space, not being aware that they were being photographed for comic panels in another universe. They have just set up a big thing that the Garfield and John exist in a real space and comics aren't made. They're just being pictures of their lives are being taken and then used for comedic purposes. Garfield went into the cat loaf position. I think we all know what that is, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Ha ha! John Arbuckle glared at Garfield. Whenever you go into loaf position, you look like someone with intestinal disorders took a massive orange shit on the counter. I don't remember John Arbuckle speaking that way. This seems like uh, a bit much. Garfield hissed, Yeah, well, your hair literally fucking looks like someone took a shit on your head. You fuck. My hair is naturally this color. You're naturally fucking shit. I am uh, deeply caught up in in the the banter between John and Garfield. And there is an issue in that Garfield never spoke in the comic. He actually just had thought bubbles. Did John react to those? I don't know. I'm not as big a Garfield fan, fan as you might think. A knock came at the door. John went to peek out the door hole, learning, lean, learning to never open the door due to robberies. John went to peek out the door hole. I would assume that's a little of the peep thing in the door, or he opened it. That's not a hole. Technicality. I didn't know there were so many robberies in the Garfield universe. It was the mailman. He opened the door. The mailman slammed a box into John's face and then left. What a fuckhead, screeched John. This is, uh, wow. This is a lot to take in. My brain's kind of having, like, overload. Screeched John as he slammed the box onto the floor. Well, wait a second, John. You don't know what's in the box. It could be fragile. Who the fuck sent me this fuck? He stomped on the box, not bothering to open it before he went into the kitchen. That sentence actually doesn't make sense. Going into the kitchen, is that relevant to the fact that he stomped on it? Are those two things connected? They actually sound like they should actually be separate sentences for some reason. Garfield walked up to the box and opened it. Inside was a GoPro that was now shattered. John, you fucking idiot, you stomped on your GoPro. Ah, fuck, shrieked John. God damn it. 
Two hours later, the two sat on Jom's armchair to watch TV. Are we done with the GoPro? I mean, why did he order the GoPro? Why was the GoPro sent to him? Why did he step on it if he ordered it? Hey, kids, screeched Binky the Clown. Go fuck yourselves. Well, inappropriate for a kid's show. This seems just like anger issues. And Okay, well, we'll wait till we start judging whether or not it has anything to do with Blade Runner. Uh, John flung his remote at the television, causing it to explode and scatter sparks all around. Why the fuck did you do that, screeched Garfield? God damn it. I think this is like a kid who's just learned that swearing's fun. Shut up. We're watching the broken and on fire t- she We're watching the broken and on fire show now, you orange diarrhea. You fucking fuck fucker, yelled Garfield as he swiped his claws at his face. Now we don't have a television anymore, you asshole. Garfield cut his nose, causing the man to scream, Garfield! Odie, that's the dog, came hopping in and barking happily. Garfield was infuriated and chucked the dog into the burning television before he lifted the television and threw it on top of John, causing an enormous explosion that knocked the cat back, hitting the wall. Now, there are some physical issues that need to be worked out here. The mailman returned and broke into the house. Uh, inappropriate. Oh, yeah, forgot your fucking letter. Oh, Jesus, he gasped as he witnessed the enormous flames roaring around the living room. What the hell happened? Fucking roaches, snarled Garfield. Fucking motherfucking roaches happened. The mailman slowly tiptoed backwards out of the house and closed the door. The next day, John and Garfield, wait a second. Uh, I'm going to get to the end before I actually ask this question. The next day, John and Garfield were sitting by the kitchen counter. Fuck, muttered John. You orange fuck. Fuck off, muttered Garfield. Let's go to fucking Walmart. Garfield sighed. Fine, but carry me. No, you need exercise. Later, the two arrived at Walmart. John grabbed a basket and placed Garfield into the toddler seat. Okay, we need milk, eggs, butter, flour. Get shit for lasagna, you putrid fuck. Shut up. Get lasagna or I will destroy all your shoes. Uh, fucking fine. John went into the freezer aisle, opened the door, grabbed a box of, and violently chucked it into the basket. There, your fuck food is in the fucking basque fuckest. Basque fuckest. To be continued. Um, I don't think I'm going to be continuing with the saga of... Garfield Blade Runner primarily because so far it has nothing to do with Blade Runner but we have just hit the introduction this is just setting up the characters I assume uh, if one's a Blade if Garfield is able to lift up a TV and smash it and it explodes I have a problem with the double explosion of the TV the TV exploded when he threw the remote it also exploded when it hit John that doesn't make sense why is it exploding twice a television really I'm assuming it's an old cathode type uh, which means it could explode once because this is Garfield and it's back at that the 80s when that was actually popular. They didn't have these like thin monitors and TVs that we have now. There was no implication at all that this was connected to Blade Runner. Uh, and it just, there are a lot of questions I have about the structural 
the plot, where the, where the plot is going, the structure of the story, because the story has convincingly set up the characters so we know where they are, but then we basically have two incidences of them interacting. Uh, the second one doesn't build on the first one or extract or extend it or do anything with it in any real way to draw me in more. In fact, it actually made me less likely to continue reading. So the author, if I was going to give him any advice, your second interaction has to have more purpose than the first interaction. The first interaction sets up the characters. They're both clearly angry. They swear a lot. The second one, them just going to the store and swearing some more doesn't actually improve uh, on the first section. And so that is where you started to lose my attention and I assume the attention of everyone who's listening to C. McBee right now. You may have lost me, listeners. Uh, so take that, you, you fucking fuck which i believe is uh your desired uh the way you'd like people to address you okay uh that's actually been 30 minutes but i don't remember how much time i spent on the brand new nama pepsi Mm. oh so sweet and goodness and so raw with heated spices. Uh, so we, I have one more story. It was also sent to me. It's actually from the same website. There's a website called fanfiction.net. It's where a couple of people have trolled through and found a, a bunch of stories. So a guy sent me like 50. And I know I, I should probably pre-read these. I thought it would be funny if I didn't because then I would be just as surprised and that might actually come through in the recording. That last one surprised me at the beginning but then started to lose me as it went through. This one is also a holy numb of Pepsi is gassy. That's something I've learned right now. Uh, Cutting it with rum probably will make it better but I'll probably drink it faster which will make it worse. Okay. The next one is from the same website. It's uh, My Hero Academia fan fiction. I've never watched My Hero Academia. I've been told by a friend it's good. I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't judged it. This is called My Hero Academia. Oh, it's actually MHA. So My Hero Academia, Academia Hero Forever. Uh Again, we get immediate grammar issues and stuff. This one is one, I, I did look at it enough to see there was enough spelling mistakes. I might have trouble reading it. I think that might be why it was sent to me as part of that list. I'm going to try to read it as it's written and not fix it as I speak. Oh, wait, is there, are there chapters? Oh my God, there are like seven parts. Let's read the first one and see if we get into it. By we, I mean me and you have to just sit there and listen a intrepid story about my hero academia is so cool and nice and full of action and all of that nice thing and high school drama and magic portals and figgets and epic weapons my hero academia academia chapter one isuku's first day at skull my hero academia academa Hero Forever, Chapter 1. Hisuku waked up and saw his clock and saw the hour and said, Oh, fuck, it's so late. It was like 9, 8 or 9 a.m. in the morning, so he really was late for school. No, it's school. 
he was used to get up later because it was Sumer, and now it's not Sumer, and he cannot get up later like in Sumer, so he was fucked. This is not a plus 18 story. I have to censor. Sorry. I'll uns- Since you've apologized, I'll accept it. I will add in the bad words for you. Uh, you should actually have a conversation with our previous author who really had no compunction about this. I guess he, his was added um, as plus 18. And that was really deceptionizing because he really wanted to see the girl's Sumer cloth, 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 because he's always so tiny and really lets you see their boobs uh, better. B-E-T-T-R is better, so that's better, better, butter, than Usal. Isuku put them cloths, clothes. I now am reading correct words incorrectly because of the poor spelling. Isuku put them, put hem clothes on so quick like a wolf hunting a boonie because his wolf children's are going to die of being hungry. And 10 of his wolf girlfriend kill him as night as revenge. Hmm. Isuku put hem clothes on so quick like a wolf hunting a boonie. Because his wolf childrens are gonna die of being hungry, and ten, his wolf girlfriend kill him at night as revenge. Isuku also put it on some condoms in his back because he could do sex thing with Uraka. She's so sexy, and I saw some images of she in the internet, and her boobs are sensual like a queen of ants which is actually sensual if you were an ant, I suppose. I don't know, lol. That has got to be the uh, the next, the best line so far. She, Her boobs are sensual like an ant, which is sensu- sensual if you were an ant, I suppose. It's pretty good. Isuku started to went out of the house and her mom saw him and say him. Isuku is so late. You must not... You must not breakfast or you are late on your first day and you fail the course and a deception. Okay. Isuku shooting her saying, shut up. I don't have Tim. I'm late and it's your fault. You not waked me and now I'm late. Isuku's mom got it angry at of him shooting and thought, I will have revenge. This is something called foreshadowing this has to be a joke uh putting in this is called foreshadowing is pretty funny i actually might think this is someone who's quite smart and is doing it this way on purpose but it's just too much they have could have been a little more subtle uh, a friend told me what it is and now i'm using it like a professional writer ritter lol I, I think they missed the mark. This actually could be quite funny. They were pretty pretty close for a moment. Isuku missed the school bus of the Ua, but that's not a problem because he used his one for all to be fast as light or maybe faster, but actually not. That's impos- impassable, lol. I'm already at school. Wow, I'm so fast. I could sneak in the girls' room and spy and escape and no one will ever know. No one will never know now. 
he thought cleverly because he's clever and a nerd or something. He saw people in school like Ayama and Maineda and more people, but I don't remember all of them. So just imagine they're all there, okay? And there was Kacha and was playing Minecraft with his cell phone like a looser and being a fucking stupid asshole as always fuck. And Yuraka was there and she is wearing a really sexy t-shirt which showed half of her tits. And Isuku was shitted in her chair in class and watching Yuraka's boobs and thinking, wow, I really want to, want to uh, grab them and do sex things. And he started to excite and he felt a bone that was growing inside of his penis. That's not how that works if you're uh, Homo sapien. And making it biger and biger. And it was like five inches long. So that's big, okay? See, those bits actually make me think this person knows what they're doing. Because that's actually making fun of the thing they said themselves. I think that's all right. And he needed to fap, so he pooted his hand inside his, of his pocket and made a hole in his pants and underwears and started to fap. I didn't know this is where this is going. I'm actually losing interest really quickly. Staring at uh, Ursaka's boobs. And when he finished, he looked at Ayama and Ayama looked at him and he saw everything. And he was telling to the rest of the class and Isuka had to kill him before Uraka hears it. And it will continue in chapter two. Wow, lots of things happened. Please don't be bad with reviews because I'm starting and I don't want to be hated and that wouldn't be fair, please. Um, I'm torn, uh, uh, honestly. This is almost like someone has figured out how to make fun of the people who write these things. I, I have my doubts about the sincerity. If this was sincere, it would be funnier. Uh, because if it's not sincere and they're trying to make fun of people who write like this, uh, they've actually failed. Here's the thing. So you're going to write something like this, making fun of uh, other poor fan fiction. You still need to have a capable plot and just the like boobs and boners and stuff. It's funny once. Uh, we didn't get into this at all before they had already gone full on. And then when you start your end, your first paragraph with, wow, a, a lot happened. Uh, again, I, I don't know if you're being self-aware or not. If you're self-aware, I actually think I could accept this a little better. But I don't think you are. I don't, I don't know. I'm torn. This is bad if it's fake and it's bad if it's real. And that's, that's, that's my professional. I'm not going to leave. I don't leave, leave. I don't leave reviews or anything. I should start if I do uh, read. If, I might not even read fanfic after that. Because it's clear if I read fan fiction, it's going to be the exact same thing every time. It's going to be some cartoon character and just sex. What I get is a lot of what fan fiction is, but I was hoping for interesting. Uh, one of the, I think the second C. McBee reads was actually like a Goku and poop thing. It was actually funny because I wasn't expecting a lot of stuff. None of this in here is a surprise. Uh, 
You haven't done anything with the characters, anything with the characters. I don't know what the characters' powers are. But you haven't done anything with the characters' powers. You haven't done anything to impress me in any way. You haven't done anything to draw me in. I'm sorry. If it's real, it's a fail. And if it's fake, it's actually even a worse fail. Someone, while I was going, spammed my chat, which is like one of the first times that's happened. Uh, it's got like a comment. Uh, I just I just got my first BJ to your stream. It was good and sloppy, but I think he used a little too much teeth. How do I bring this up to him without coming off as rude? And they just spam that over and over again. I have no problem actually answering one of those questions uh, if it was sincere. Uh, if someone has uh, using too much teeth, you you have to tell them because if they're your your lover and you're sincere, uh, you you want to make sure that you receive as much pleasure as you give. So you just if you make that kind of thing, if you make that kind of comment, you should actually just uh, accept criticism on your technique as well. That's that's not rude. It's just uh, trying to improve your relationship. <sighs> I'm gonna have to find some better stuff to read. Some of the I'm not as happy about the fan fiction is I thought I would be. I thought it would be easy pickings, to be honest, low-hanging fruit. It's not. It's just not, it doesn't have enough content. It's not enough to surprise me. Keenan had me because the plot was poor but actually compelling enough to be competent. I'm going to be ending... You know what's weird? I'm going to start comparing all the writing to the quality of the writing of a free, you know, self-published book on Amazon. That is a pretty low bar. Uh, fanfic is fine if you can surprise me, but if you don't surprise me, don't even waste your own time. If you just spam it, it's actually, I'll tell you this is some advice for a troll. It's actually easier to ignore if it's just the same thing pops up and up again and again and again, because I'm like, oh, it's just the same thing. There's no need to read it. So, um, if you just got your first BJ to see McBee reads the stream, I, I hope that doesn't, uh, ruin blowjobs for you for the rest of your life so that you have to actually listen to my voice to get off because I'm going to put this behind a paywall and you're going to pay a ton of money. I think I just found a way to to, to quit my job and, and end up being rich. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs>